welcome to Adventures in Autism. I'm Megan Carranza. We are now on episode 14. So thank you so much for coming back to listen, or if it is your first episode, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show. Um, today, I have a really great episode. I have Rachel M. Quayar on the show today. She is an author. She wrote a wonderful children's book about autism called Why Is He Doing That? She is also an autism sibling. Her older brother has autism. So she has a really unique perspective that I think is really important to hear. Um, And she talks all about the book and her inspiration behind it and kind of going forward what she plans to do. And we had a really great conversation. Uh, it took many twists and turns, <laughs> but in a good way. We covered a, a wide variety of topics, all within the realm of autism. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey there, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Okay, so just to give a little introduction, we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Rachel M. Quayar, and I made sure I was saying that correctly. (laughs) I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, we have to say it correctly. So Rachel wrote an amazing book called Why Is He Doing That? And it is a, a book about autism that is really meant for a younger audience. It's a children's book. I'm going to let her get into all of that and explain everything. Um, but I was just telling her, I had seen uh, somebody else I had follow on, on social media posted a picture of the book. And is the second I saw it, I went to go order it because I was like, I need that book. Like that is just, I mean, it was so amazing to see that that even existed. Like, I'm so glad that it does exist, but it was something that I didn't even know existed because We need that. I feel like, especially for children, it's definitely something that, you know, it it can be like a a little bit of a sticky situation. Um, And the book just does such a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, it's funny because like not very long before I ordered the book, like maybe a couple days before my, my sister and I were chatting about my daughter who's two and a half. And I was saying, I'm like, I, I think that she's definitely starting to catch on that Logan is different. Like she's acts like she's like a little therapist to him, which is so sweet. Um, and she can't like verbalize that yet, but it's like, she definitely, she treats him just like differently than she would another child. Um, mm-hmm. just, yeah. Then, then to have the book, it was just such a, a, a wonderful tool to use with her. And I mean, with, I feel like, like every classroom and parent and teacher every needs the book okay but anyway (laughs) okay so let's let's chat though because you actually have a brother with autism and I I mean I want to hear all about sort of your journey um as a sibling of of autism I think that's so interesting a different perspective and then you know get into what inspired you to write the book and all that so kind of take me back if you will sort of to, to, to childhood, I guess. Yes. So my brother, his name's Gabriel, but, um, I don't really dig deep into his adult life out of privacy and just, um, not attaching his disability to his identity. Um, same thing as saying, you know, a child with autism instead of saying autistic child, uh, so with that, we're 18 months apart and, uh, he, um, he definitely, I mean, autism wasn't even really a thing. It, it became in the fifties and then, I mean, once vaccines started coming out, that was when people were really scared mm-hmm. of their child being diagnosed with autism. So, I mean, really there weren't even services, People didn't even know what it was. Teachers that he had didn't even, were unaware. It was just like, I mean, my mom and dad just felt so alone in this. Compared to today, I mean, there's so many services. It's amazing. Like, early interventions. Anyway, so, there really wasn't anything 
that my mom could provide for me to understand what my brother was like because to me he was my brother Mm -hmm. he was totally normal I knew he was my first friend (laughs) and everything he did I thought was like any normal person does at home Mm -hmm. you know tucking in his shirt and overwashing his hands and asking too many questions there was all those things uh so um I growing up I also struggled with the same question why is he doing that mm-hmm. and that resonated a lot with why he got away with a lot more things than I did yeah so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a huge difference that I've connected with siblings is that you know for positive reinforcement for him to do something to help with his behavior he got a toy where I got discipline. So I was always like, why does he get the reward, but I can't go to that birthday party now? There was that struggle. And my dad, to this day, I still have that question because I'm still my brother's little sister. And we are still treated differently. My dad's like, you guys are just different. I have to treat you guys differently. And if he didn't teach me that at a young age, I think I would expect everyone to treat me the same. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how the world works. And that's, you know, parenting, I'm sure, is the same way. And, you know, some parents probably do treat their kids the same, but it really helped me understand my brother has different needs than mine. You mm-hmm. know, my I'm going to have different, you know, friends than him. I'm going to have, gosh, it was just that overbearing question <laughs> of, like, why is he doing that? Why does he get this? And I wish I had this book when I was younger because Mm -hmm. I think I would have finally wrapped my mind around that answer. Like he has autism and he's going to be treated differently and he's going to have his needs met differently. And I have to understand what he needs before me. Mm -hmm. It's so that, that you say that about the, you know, not just being treated differently, but like him, him being rewarded, you being punished because I think about that all the time with my daughter, with her even being two and a half, there's, there's already times that come up where, you know, Logan is doing something and he is not necessarily acting out, but something that, you know, that she probably would get punished for or at the very least scolded for. Whereas with him, I'm like, Hey buddy, let's not do that. (laughs) You know, it's just like, you kind of phrase things differently. Um, And yeah, I, I already, I already can, just see in the future that becoming, you know, more of an issue. Did you feel like at a certain age, like you started to um, sort of like accept that reality or was that always a struggle for you? I don't know. It's that, that's a really hard question. You're (laughs) right. That was great. Um, I think I have always understood that we were different but it's always going to be a struggle because I don't see my brother with autism. I, I guess it's the same perspective as like a teacher. Like we, we don't want to use your disability as like an excuse. We want to like challenge you and we know what you're capable of doing. So Mm -hmm. to me, I always wanted to challenge my brother because I knew what he was capable of doing. And that's when my dad really started putting his foot down. He was like, you guys are different. I have to treat you differently. So I guess it's always been a struggle because even as an adult, there's things like that where, you know, I do something good, but, you know, Gabriel made this baby step, <laughs> you know, milestone. And I'm like, wait, I did this though. So really it's just being content with mm-hmm. knowing our lives are different and that, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just one of those sibling things. I think it'd be the same thing with the typical brother yeah no I think that you're 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 spot on because like you I mean yeah I have I have two I have a brother and a sister and mm-hmm. you know they're neurotypical and I mean yeah we definitely we get treated differently for different things and especially like because my, my brother so he's like the the baby and he's the only boy so he definitely gets like doted on and he still does even though he's you know a grown man <laughs> but it's just like you're saying yeah like you I think as a sibling, you just, you, you view that person obviously so different than the parent does. I mean, I can totally see where your dad is coming from in 
the the parent situation but i can i can see where you're coming from too um and they're both valid but it's yes. just a different yeah. situation um, yeah so so then okay so obviously you had had that growing up so why is he doing that um and is that <laughs> what what led you to write the book yeah so um it, it's pretty cool how the book became a I was going to community college. I was 19 years old and I was in a human development class and I just had no passion, no drive, didn't know what to do with my life, decided to take this class. And the professor had a final project. They said, um, create a book as a project and make it on any subject that you'd like. And I did autism because I know it ins and out. (laughs) And I, I, I um, created this book within two nights. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two all-nighters because it was finals week and I had to make this. And she loved the book so much she sent it to a publisher. And oh, my goodness. Did you know she was going to do that or did she, like, surprise you with it? She surprised me with it. Oh, I was like, my God. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I, I honestly, people are so kind saying the illustrations are so beautiful. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I could have put more work in this if I knew it was going to be. <laughs> yeah because you illustrated it too I wasn't even like thinking about that the illustrations are like they're they're so they're just so sweet I can't I can't think of a different word to use they're so sweet oh yeah I mean it's it's really cool because someone made a great point that it looks very childlike and yeah. it helps even feel a little more inspired and what I used to do is go into classrooms and teach you know a workshop on how to do illustrations and write a book and it you know let children know even at a young age because I got it published I wrote it at 19 and then I got it published at 21 and then I'm now 25 so it's been about four years and incredible that you like just at such a young age were able to to make this and like just roll with it it's so awesome yeah it's it's super cool at first it, it felt like this um big burden at first because it was like oh no Gabriel's not gonna want this book published oh really I mean just because it's about like his disability and I think that's why I'm so protective of him with having this book is because it's like someone writing a book about me and how I never clean my room (laughs) (laughs) I'm like wait no one no one needs to know like these ins and outs but he's been so supportive and like this book is everything to me because he's letting me help other people be aware yeah like I just I'm so thankful that my brother really gave me the permission to move forward with this book and yeah I mean it's pretty crazy 19 so now I'm still learning the whole business and reaching out to teachers and schools and you know, I, I don't really care about the money. I just really want this book to be in classrooms. Yes, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I am right there with you because I mean, I think that it is so just, I, I just, I love that. I love the title so much. Why is he doing that? Um, because that, that's something that I think that children and adults probably, you know, when they, when they see, a child or an adult, anyone on the spectrum, you know, maybe having a a behavior that looks a little different. I mean, that's just such like a natural question to ask. And because kids are so inquisitive and they want to know, I think it's so, it's, it's so important and amazing for this to like be a resource for them now, because this, this can just answer those questions kind of like maybe before they even arrive. So then it's like, if they see a child with autism, like in their class or in their school, who's, you know, upset or having like a meltdown or just like I said, even just like behaviors that are a little bit different. Um, it just gives that explanation so that it's not, it's, it's not like making it into a bigger deal than it needs to be. I, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but that's no, kind of how- that was perfect. That's okay. exactly. <laughs> yes. I think that yeah, because, I mean, the things I wrote in here were things that I kept having to answer to all my friends all through elementary school. And it was the same thing. Like, you know, why is Gerald walking around the basketball court? I was like, because he wants to do that. But I couldn't answer it in a way 
that would like paint the picture of like, you know, Gabriel likes to play alone and um, same with, uh, what's another one? Asking too many questions. I could not answer that. I was like, I don't know. That's just how <laughs> my brother is. Like, just the what? Way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like everything like made so much sense to me. And then I realized, oh, wow, like no one really understands because then bullying becomes a problem. And right. then, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if there's awareness, mm-hmm. um, people can better identify it and like even have the skills to know like, okay, they don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to listen. Okay, I need to tell them the next steps so they're not surprised. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that you said awareness because I, I feel like sometimes when we talk about like autism awareness, it can sound like a little weak and like really obvious because it's like, okay, like we at this point, we all know what autism is. You know what I mean? We've heard it. But yeah. there's such a difference, I think, between, you know, really like, spreading that awareness because it's not it's not just that you know what autism is it's that you understand what autism is you understand what fully encompasses it and the difference between each person on the spectrum because it is such a wide spectrum and everybody is so different and I feel like that all of that really starts with that awareness piece because that's when we can you know once we have that established then we can work on acceptance and inclusion and accessibility and things that you know need to happen but but the very the the first thing we need to do is have that like understanding of autism and that's where like I said the book just explains it so beautifully because it's all these these little things that you know maybe like individually don't don't seem like like a big deal but when you see somebody doing all these different kind of behaviors. And again, like everyone is different. So not, not everyone with autism is going to have these behaviors. Um, but especially for kids, it just gives that explanation in, in such a, a, a tangible, like simple way to understand. Mm, well said. <laughs> I like. Oh, well, you wrote like, it girl. <laughs> I mean, it's just so cool to hear reviews. Like I just, I'm blown away that people want to buy my book. Like for years, I like, you know, Instagram was not a thing of like, Instagram wasn't a shop. Yeah. When you first, I'm sure. Uh Uh-huh. Cause that was 2014. Like that's still not that long ago. It feels like two years, but it's been four years and it wasn't a shop. There wasn't marketing. It was still, you know, outdated, terrible filters and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it hasn't been since. I like just gave up. I was like, I can't do this. I can't figure this out. It's impossible to get this book out. And then slowly but surely the past two years, Instagram has taken off Mm -hmm. and has been a huge marketing. I mean, everyone does ads, everyone does reviews, everyone, especially in the teacher community. That's where I started aiming. I was like, teachers, I need to get this in classrooms. Mm -hmm. I can't just read it to schools. And that's what's so cool is I'm able to you know, send these books to certain teachers and say, hey, review my book. Tell me what you think. And they love it. I'm Mm -hmm. shocked that they even gave a review. Like, I'm like, oh, they're just going (laughs) to read it and send me a nice, you know, email. They're sending, like, the most amazing reviews. There was one um, from a yoga teacher that I connected with. Her name is Namaste Kelly. And she had her students do a review. And I have to share with you, it is, like, this one, like, gets me every time um let me pull it up so it was a student and she basically said that you know my brother has all these issues and all these problems but you know I learned that I don't have to take care of my brother anymore because your book explained it and I was like that oh like heart felt like she is not only a sibling but like my book kind of gave this general idea of like how to be kind and how to show inclusion. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, I, to me, it, it seems so it's funny. Like when you're like, I can't believe people want this book. Oh my gosh, Rachel, people need this book. This book is like, there, there is such a need for it. I mean, I, you know, my son, so he just started kindergarten. So we're like, just kind of getting into, you know, like public schools and just the school system and, and, and that whole, whole world. Yeah. And right. yeah, I feel, I feel like 
if, if, if his school has this book and the kids at the school are able to, to read this book and, and to have that, that understanding of autism and maybe even, you know, for, for kids, that might be the first time they're hearing the word autism, but even that alone is like so powerful because yeah, it's, it's getting, it's planting that seed of inclusion. And then, like you said, obviously bullying is an issue. It's something that I obviously like am worried about with my son and having, having that conversation open and that dialogue open, I feel like helps to, to lessen that because it's like when you understand something and you know where this person is coming from, at least in my, you know, maybe I'm a little bit rose colored glasses, but it's like, I would hope that, that, you know, a kid who maybe was thinking about making fun of their kid or bullying their kid would maybe think twice about it because they've read this book and they know that, you know, this is a different situation. Yes. I, it's so important. The early intervention of it. I feel mm-hmm. like the earlier, and that's what it was for me. I feel like that probably resonates deeply for me because I had my brother. Mm-hmm. I also remember one of my first friends from kinder to second. She, her name was Amanda. She, um, she had Down syndrome mm-hmm. and I did not click anything because I was like, that's Amanda. Like <laughs> nothing seemed different. I was like, she can't go with monkey bars. So I'm just going to hang out with her on the sand. Like Aww. there was, <laughs> that's why there, kids are so wonderful though. I know. But like, if you just have that early intervention mm-hmm. of just teaching inclusion and kindness and I mean, that's what my mom did for me. Mm-hmm. She, she like pushed me through those gates and was like, you're going to show include like even for birthday parties. It was the same thing. Mom, I do not want to invite that girl to my party. She's like, no, like you don't have to be friends, but you also need to be inviting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part where people get like defensive with inclusion and totally tell me what you think, because yep. this is something I'm still kind of processing what I think, but with mm-hmm. inclusion, you can't force relationships. You can't force people to like each other. Mm-hmm. But inclusion is inviting and it's much like a, you know, showing inclusion is inviting them to a birthday party, inviting them to come hang out with you. You don't have to be friends, but you also need to show kindness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I love even just starting my um, company, Invited Publishing, because it's, that's what I realized. I was like, if I just invite them and I get to know them without any pressure, kids are going to be more willing to be kind and sit with that kid that's sitting alone at lunch. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I think exactly <laughs> what inclusion is because like you said, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So it's like, if these kids don't want to be friends, okay, cool. But at least there's nobody left out. Nobody yes. has that, that feeling of like, you know, I don't want to sit with you. Um, and you know, kids that like, that's going to happen. But at the same time, if, if we can, lessen that and you know teach the children of a younger generation to like you said have that kindness today is world kindness day too so this is very timely uh, yeah <laughs> having this, this kindness discussion <laughs> um which I, I i i made a post today about about that because that is definitely yeah. something for me as an autism mom i mean i think any mom worries about their kid not being treated kindly at one time or another but i mean obviously when you have a child who has autism and they're open to more ridicule for, for being different and looking doing things differently. Cause kids, you know, kids, kids can definitely be mean. Um, it's something that I, I definitely worry about for sure. But I, I mean, that's why I, again, I just think the book is so important because it just, it, it opens up that dialogue and it gives kids an understanding and hopefully, you know, it, it will stop, stop a kid in their tracks if they are, are, are thinking about, you know, not being kind. Um, it's interesting because, you know, with, with my son, he is, um, I mean, I, I actually 
don't like it when people are like, oh, is he, is he high functioning or low functioning? Like, I feel like, I feel like that's like the first question I always get asked when I, when I say like, oh yeah, my son has autism. Well, is he high functioning or low functioning? And I'm like, right. oh no, he's functioning. He's functioning at his own level. So, I mean, right. Oh, that's a good statement. I yeah. really like that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean like that, that looks different for everybody. You know, I mean, obviously like, there, there's some people who are very high functioning and it's like, you almost wouldn't even know that they have autism. There's some people who are very low functioning and it's like, they need their handheld through like everything. Both of those scenarios are completely fine. They're both like a, a totally, they're, they're just, that's why it's a spectrum because there's just, there's completely ends of the different ends of the spectrum I I guess for me I would say Logan is like kind of somewhere in the middle although he is nonverbal, he doesn't have like a ton of we don't really deal with like meltdowns very often he does have like some kind of like stimming behavior um but nothing too crazy but one of the things that he does do and I've talked about in the podcast before is he he is a screamer like he's got a very happy scream but it's loud Um, (laughs) and that can be like for other kids sometimes they're like oh like why why is he doing that like just like the book yes Uh, that is yeah exactly it's like the stemming where yes you know we have the same thing and you know I don't even know if my brother still stems or like even students that I've had but it's like it's just how they release the energy like Mm -hmm. I'm just so used to it that I don't care but then we're like well if you're in public like we're not going to tell you not to do it, but we can mm-hmm. teach you how to do that in the privacy of our home. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, him, like he is, he's, it's a happy scream. So I, yeah. I do like, I try to tell him like, okay, like let's quiet it down. But I'm always kind of like, well, I'd rather have him, you know, screaming because he's happy than crying. because he's Totally. Happy. No, I, you know, like even yeah. back to your statement, how you said, you know, uh, like, low functioning and high functioning. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a good statement. Cause you, you said it, you're like laughing you're like, well, he's functioning at yeah. his own level. Like, why does it matter? And, <laughs> you know, I always feel like there's this validation for me to always say like, Oh, he's high functioning because I don't really know anyone else that has a high functioning brother because he gets mis- like, he's so typical that you don't realize that, you know, he has autism. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like I have to tell, warn people is like, okay, like he's going to ask a lot of questions and he keep talking. He won't stop talking. He's going to talk about exactly what he wants to talk about. And like, <laughs> you can do this. And they're like, Rachel, it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, stop. Like I had to do this with my boyfriend. He's like, Rachel, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So I feel like I have to stop giving these warnings and just let things happen organically. I mean, I think that's okay. Cause I, I do the same thing with Logan. Like I would rather preemptively tell somebody well he has autism then have them you know see him and and start to come to their own conclusions because I mean the truth is he does have autism and most of the reason why he's doing these things is because he has autism and it's just like to me it's it's I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time you know with the label um but to me it's like I I like having that explanation because that's what we're dealing with that's that's it is what it is yes and it's not it it's not better or worse it's just different and it is it's 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 our life it's what we deal with and yeah whether he's high functioning or low functioning at the end of the day like that just doesn't matter <laughs> like the only thing that matters exactly yeah that we're we're doing everything that we can for him and that he's happy and healthy and thriving and that's it so well said yeah and that's what <laughs> I feel like even though the book wasn't planned to be published, it's so cool to see how the book is equipping classrooms in yes. that way. I can't imagine, like, it's such a, I, I love the, it's very, like, serendipitous, which I think is, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's really cool. I feel like, I mean, as a Christian, whether you believe in God or not, I'm like, God literally intended me to do this. And I tried so hard not to, because I didn't want to follow, I mentioned this before to you, but my mom's an adaptive PE teacher. And I was like, I do not want to follow my mom's steps. (laughs) Like out of just like wanting to, you know, go my own way. But I just realized my whole life has been revolved around my brother and like Mm -hmm. how big of an influence he's been on me. Mm -hmm. Cause he's just a sweetheart. Like he really is Mm. through like, 
the hardships and everything we've been through, like he has all good intentions and will do anything to like help anyone. And it's really cool to see how, you know, this book has really pushed me to become a special education teacher and, you know, considering writing a second book and really pursuing like that advocacy. It's just, yes. Oh, that's, we need to get, get more into that. I (laughs) I think it's so true. I mean, like I, you know, before I had my son, like, I, I don't think I ever knew anybody with autism. Like I was really not familiar with autism. Oh, really? No, I really, I mean, I, not that I can think of, like maybe there were kids that were like on the spectrum, but nobody that was like diagnosed that I had met that they were like, this person has autism. Um, and it's, it's so interesting to me because like, like it's become such a a passion of mine and such like a cause for me. Um, and just like how you're saying, like, you feel like God led you to write the book. Like I, I just know that like God put Logan, brought Logan to me for a reason and obviously to be his mom and he's the best. I'm so thankful to be his mom, but also like you're saying, like, I, like, I just feel like advocacy is like such a, it's, it's just, it's so important to me now. And it's something that I hold so dearly and I will just keep on fighting that good fight. And I love that you're right there with me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so cool. Cause there isn't really that big of an autism community. Right. We were talking about that. Yes. And you know, there's a huge Down syndrome community and I, I love Michelle, Michelle Sullivan and Heather and, um, just like that whole group. And I was like, wow, I just really desire that for autism. Like, you know, and, and that's why I find so interesting that you said that before you had Logan, that you didn't know anyone where I'm like, I almost, you know, if I didn't know Ryan, I didn't know, you know, my brother, I don't even know if I would know anyone that was on the spectrum. Yeah. But to me now I do. That's why I was like, what, how do you, but (laughs) so involved um, in my book, in my life with my brother. So, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know, like maybe there's, there's people around me who could be on the spectrum, but were never diagnosed. Um, I had talked to us on, on the podcast before, but like, I knew what autism was because of like the movie Rain Man. Like that's honestly what I Yes, you did mention that. And I laughed so hard because there's so many things in that movie that I had learned as a kid too. Yes. I mean, like that was the first time that I had ever heard the word autism was Mm -hmm. when I saw that movie. And I was like really young when I saw that movie, like probably too young to be watching it. Um, My mom let us watch a lot of movies. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about in that movie. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. There were some inappropriate parts of that movie. But regardless, I I even remember thinking at a young age, like, this is a really good movie. Um, But like, that was honestly a lot of like, that was so much of my basis for autism was from that movie which is so funny because it's such like a stereotypical like you know he's like a savant it really is like so that's something else people say to me all the time too when I when I say that Logan has autism they're like oh he must be like so smart and I'm like well he is really smart but not everyone with autism like counts cards like that's just not not the case if only if only we could (laughs) yes (laughs) I think of like um there's a part from that movie where Tom Cruise is driving and he his brother kept saying I think Walmart over and over and over and I think he only bought his un- his underwear from Walmart. Yeah, I, know then, I mean that was the first time I think I even realized I was like oh my gosh that reminds me of a time where my brother only wanted to eat this type of cheese mm-hmm. and our babysitter at the time kept trying to go to different places, trying to find the right cheese. And I was like, Gabriel, it's fine. It's just orange. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool now today, how many resources we have. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, there was only rain man. There was a few other movies, but you know, I've learned so much of my knowledge from temple Grandin. Yeah. My gosh. Yes. I love temple Grandin. That movie went uh, with Claire Danes that like, Yes. I don't know if I had, I don't know if I had Logan yet when that movie came out or if he was like a baby. Um, but it was like that movie, like just destroyed me in the best way possible. Like it just, the, it's the so visuals, emotional. Yes. The vis 
15, I was like, I even learned, and I've known my brother my whole life. I'm 25. He's 27. Mm-hmm. And the visuals in that movie, I was like, that's exactly how Gabriel thinks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many funny stories we have of how amazing it is to have the perspective when you have autism. Mm-hmm. They see things so differently and probably in the right way. Everything, you know, there's TV shows now like Atypical mm-hmm. um, and like The Good Doctor. Uh, gosh, what is Parenthood? That's oh, what I yes. just been. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm on, I was really late to watching that show, but I just I was finished too. Parenthood. I watched it last year. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I just watched it maybe like three or four months ago. Okay. And that wrecked me because everything about yeah. parenthood, I was like, that's exactly what I went through. As the sister, I would say that's the best best example. Mm-hmm. That sister was me. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> super angsty, always expected, you know, tried so hard to like be close to your brother and like always realizing it's not, you know, I can't take this personal. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why I cried every episode Ugh, because no. the bug birthday party I just gosh I know so anyone that's even (laughs) listening to this if you want a good heartfelt cry Mm -hmm. every episode parenthood yeah for sure for sure yeah I I remember when I first started watching it I didn't even know that there was a character I think they he has Asperger's so he's not he's again a little more right um but I didn't like like you said, I was totally late to the party. Um, and I remember like texting my sister and I'm like, I did not know that there was a character with Asperger's. I'm like, I'm not even sure if I can watch this. Cause I, I watched it like not very long after Logan was diagnosed. So it was still, oh, fresh. It, was, yeah. it was fresh, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm glad that I did though, because even just that, cause like you're saying there, there isn't, I mean, there is an autism community, but there's not that support. Like there is, uh, like you were saying, like in the Down syndrome community and just like for me, after Logan was diagnosed, I, I really did feel like, I mean, it was, it was hard. It was definitely difficult for us. And I was so craving that support and just that like understanding and that feeling of like not being alone. And yeah, even, even just having a show like that and just seeing like, okay, like this is like they're, they're making a show about this. So there's obviously other people out there going through this. Um, but that's, that's again, just the, you know, the, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start the podcast was just to like kind of create that community or be a part of that community because yeah, I mean, there, there is a community, but it's, it is, it's, it's pretty small and it's hard. It's hard to access that if you're not like already a part of it, you know? Totally. And you know, if you couldn't find it and it doesn't have to be just one community. I feel like there's just multiple circles Yeah, and it, you know, I like how you, you even said like, I was feeling that loneliness and like not knowing what to do and no one really understands. Mm-mm. And it's not like we're, you know, stating the stubbornness of like, you don't understand, but it's that like, okay, do you have any knowledge on like the ABA and the process? And well, you know, it, it's just like, um, Okay, I'm gonna just. I haven't brought this up in the podcast yet, but I. So I love Bravo. I don't know if you watch Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> my mom does too. Okay, I love Bravo. Um, and the, so on, on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, one of the one of the moms, uh, one of the housewives, uh, Jacqueline Larita, her son has autism, and she was one of the first people who like, a, again, like someone who I I knew that it was like, oh, her son has autism. And, and I think Logan was like a baby at the time. Um, but there was a scene where they were all, they were all on vacation together. And all the moms were talking about like, oh, my daughter's in cheerleading, my son's in football. And they were all just like, you know, talking about like all the things they were proud of with their kids. And all of a sudden, like Jacqueline kind of removes herself from the situation. She gets up, she goes to the room and she's crying. And nobody could figure out why she was crying because, like, nothing had happened. Like, it was, like, everyone was just sitting around, like, laughing and talking. But I remember, like, I just immediately started bawling because I I had never related to another person so much as I did in that moment of watching her because I knew immediately she was crying because she was listening to these moms talking about these normal, everyday activities, these proud moments and she she didn't get that with her son. She had proud moments with him, but they weren't the same as 
what the other moms were talking about. And I just, I Mm, can't even tell you how many times I have been in a situation like that with other moms talking about things with their kids that they're, that they're doing or that they're proud of or school or something. And I'm not a quiet person, but it's like, I, I will go quiet. Cause it's like, I have, I have nothing really to, to say in that conversation. Yeah. And it's right. hard. It's really hard to like be in those moments and, and think like nobody understands, like nobody relates to how I'm feeling right now. Um, and that, like I said, that, that moment on the real house of New Jersey, it was real. Um, Cause it was, like I said, I, I related so much to her. Um, and that should tell you how, there isn't a ton of support for autism moms because I was watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> that was where I was <laughs> feeling the support. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's just it comes to you in, in in different ways. But yeah, it's it's definitely there. There is it can be it can be very lonely. And yeah, just talking to somebody who understands where you're coming from is it's priceless. It really is, and. Gosh, I don't know. It's cool to have this conversation because I am the sister mm-hmm. and you're a mom and you're a young mom. I mean, I'm not that. There I love- are so many milestones that <laughs> Logan's going to achieve. Yes. He and, is still young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just even my mom always stating her fears and seeing how many accomplishments my brother has made today is just, it's so cool to see how how supported it is now I mean you can go on cruises that are sensory friendly Mm -hmm. and you can go to concerts and you can go to um schools I mean there's just he was mainstreamed Mm -hmm. so he was in general ed classes and then he had a resource room but even teachers you know you can have paraeducate like there's just so much support now and I just wonder what it's like to even hear a conversation between you and my mom seeing how different it was back then and now and how much it's changed it's I mean, just let's get her on the podcast <laughs> she's next <laughs> yes we'll just go through the whole fam <laughs> um, oh, I would yeah. love to talk to her because most of the moms that I've had on so far do have uh, a couple have had kids who are like a little older like maybe junior high age but most of them have kids who are you know, like around my son's age. Um, and that's something that I've talked about before too, but it's like, that's, that's definitely like a huge just question mark um, is like what the future looks like. And again, it's going to look different for everybody, but when you're an autism mom and you you're walking that path, I, yeah, it would be so interesting to talk to her because it, it, it is so much more widespread now. I mean, if there's just, just the statistic alone of like, I think they're saying now it's one in like 48 kids. Um, I mean, like it's, it's just, it's becoming so much, so much more like what's what I'm looking for. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, autism, there's, there's so many more children now who are diagnosed with autism every day. And, you know, when your brother was younger, it was just, it was not as like you were saying before, there were, they're just, the resources just weren't there. Yes. Yes. And I have a question. So do you feel offended or um, upset whenever someone talks to you about, you know, special needs, if they are saying like, well, why do you know? Okay, so I had a friend share with me and I couldn't get mad at him because I feel like he didn't understand and didn't experience, you know, Mm -hmm. being friends for someone or knowing someone but he said what what's the point of you know special education if they're just in a wheelchair and I was like huh all right well you know there it could be this and you can um support them you know learning sign language so they can learn how to talk to their family Mm -hmm. you know you can teach them how to you know be more independent by you know wheeling themselves they can brush their teeth they can um just all those things. And I wonder what you think um, if someone doesn't understand your son or parenting, like how do you respond? Are you offended? Are you more willing to educate them? Um, I think it's a, that's a good question. First of all, um, I think that you're, that was your friend that said that. Yeah, it was a friend and it okay. wasn't 
offensive. <laughs> at first, I I just felt like he just doesn't understand, though. Like, I can't be mad at someone it's for not understanding. Yeah, it's definitely lacking a little empathy, <laughs> I would say. Um, you know, I think it depends on the person. Because if somebody were to to ask me a question like that, and they were someone who you can tell is like open to the situation and, and, and wants to be educated because that's, I'm all about that. I'm all about, like I was saying, spreading that awareness in more of like an education kind of an aspect where it's like, I can really like open up somebody's eyes to, I mean, especially in general, but like, obviously I, I live with autism. So it's like, that's, that's what I know. Um, if, if the person is, is willing to listen, I'll, I'll talk all day long. <laughs> like that's, that's not a problem. Um, but in general, I have a very like, you know, either like help me out or get out <laughs> philosophy where like, if I can tell somebody, you know, has good intentions and they're asking a question because they're genuinely curious, then like, wonderful, we can talk. But if someone is, is like, phrasing it in a way where I, I, I don't think they have that empathy or they're just like not a helpful person, then I'm like, okay, bye. You know what I mean? Totally. No, that's, ex- <laughs> I mean, that's where I get guarded though. I think for me, it's like, well, you don't understand. And if you don't want to, then I hope whatever I can teach you, you can be, you can take this away. Mm-hmm. And like, because there can be a situation this is a great one. The word retarded is thrown around all the time, all around me. And, you know, we can't control what people say and how they use their words, but we can educate them mm-hmm. and tell them why. Mm-hmm. And they know it doesn't offend me. But I also say, you know, you would never say this in front of my brother. Who Who is using the word retarded? Uh, you know, what? it can be a lot of friends. Okay. And... You know, all my friends support my book and they Mm -hmm. know me so well, Mm -hmm. but I've learned that I can't control everyone Mm -hmm. and I can't control what people say. Mm -hmm. And, and I've already said it once. And there was another time that a friend, you know, said it across the room, you know, like that's so retarded. Mm-hmm. And then my other friend was like, don't say that. And they're like, why? Because they're like, because Rachel's right there. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not why you I like stopped it. it. I was like, it's not me <laughs> that's going to get offended. Right. Okay. You're going to be in a very awkward situation when you say it to in front of the wrong person, especially a person because it's a derogatory, it's a derogatory word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm so like logical about these things and I was really curious what you think because you're a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm like the defensive sister it's like well (laughs) you're gonna say in front of the wrong person and you're gonna feel really bad and really embarrassed and I'm just forewarning you like people when you're around people with an obvious disability everyone's very careful about what they say Mm -hmm. so you gotta be careful because there's a mom there's a sister Mm mm-hmm and it's honestly surprising to me like I don't I don't know people that use that word I really don't and that's great that is exactly (laughs) what we're trying to do with if if I heard someone use that word I honest to god I would chew them out (laughs) I love it like for you to say like for you to be like I can't I can't stop them you're right you can't but I would I would that would not fly that would not fly around (laughs) I just play like a mama bear and no that. and you're right I used to be like that and it just and that's why I got it said about that that experience I shared with you how they're like well Rachel's right there and I was like it's not me right mm-hmm. it's not supposed to, you're not supposed to say that word because it's me mm-hmm. you're not supposed to say the word because it's a derogatory word there's just it's, no reason there's no reason to say that there they used to say it medically but they don't anymore right and of course people use it I mean I don't hear anyone ever even saying that's so gay anymore yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and, things, fra- yeah, phrases definitely have, have changed, you know? I mean, the things that we used to say, like when I was, you know, I think like in more in junior high was when I would hear that word, like, oh, that's so gay thrown around. And that's, that to me, that's, that's like the same as using retarded. I don't even like to say the word retarded. Like it, I have like a visceral reaction to saying the word um, because it's like for, for someone to think that it's like, 
okay in any circumstance to to say any of those things that's so gay that's so retarded that that's where I'm just like you are like not a good person so <laughs> I don't have time for you you know what I mean that's kind of how I feel because like at, at the at the very basic like you you should know that like that is not something that's yeah okay. it's just not exactly you know? that that's how I feel about that but I am like I'm definitely I'm a, I'm a little outspoken in in all areas but especially when it comes to like my son and um yeah just like being an advocate I I and that's I have a podcast because I, I like to talk and <laughs> I like to make my voice heard but yeah it doesn't matter what situation I'm in I I will throw down if somebody uses our <laughs> throw down yes I will don't throw down mess with Megan <laughs> no don't mess with Megan don't get on my bad side and that's a quick way to do it for sure yeah <laughs> and you know what there's always two ways because I really don't want it to come off like that word is acceptable for me I've just yeah. realized like what is another way to earn their respect with like because they're going to know when I'm upset about it because mm-hmm. I get really stern and I get really quiet. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you wouldn't say this in front of, you know, my friends mm-hmm. who I love. And this is my whole life. I don't want you to do this because of me because I'm not going to be offended. I know who is going to be offended. And it's just teaching that in early age, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think that's just part of it is it's like these these words used to be more socially acceptable right you just have to change that dialogue so that they are not they're no longer acceptable and yes period end of story that's it because obviously there there's people that grew up speaking that way and apparently they think it's still okay and it's not and so it's like well if we can't help you let's help the younger generation (laughs) because for you basically yes yeah 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 for you to say like, you know, you're, you, you want to, to come at it like with respect. I, I totally, I see where you're coming from, but to me, like that person has just lost my respect if they're using that word. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we don't need to have a respectful conversation anymore. We don't need to have any conversation. Like that's basically what it comes down to because it's, it's just, you know, there, there's things that there's things that are okay. And there's things that are not. And that, that word is definitely on the things that are not okay list for me. Yeah. You're right. I I definitely, I, I applaud you for being so calm and (laughs) it's funny because it really can go either way. Like it just depends on the person, but I've Mm -hmm. just realized as like protecting my heart Mm -hmm. and like not try to be emotional and really like be calm in the situation because I've had this I was fired let me tell you like this happened a couple (laughs) years ago and I posted you know um let's end end the r word yeah that's a campaign that happens I think in April and I posted it and I had of course all my friends who are engineers posting you're telling me I'm not allowed to use the word retarded because that is a term we use for engineering and I was like what (laughs) <laughs> like I immediately was like what do you <laughs> what like this is not what we're talking about though he's like no no you're telling me I can't say these this word and I was like no we're not even talking about like machines we're talking about, like <laughs> people and, right. and I I felt like I lost that battle so there's this almost this thing where it's like okay how do I approach this conversation stating this isn't gonna hurt my feelings but definitely is gonna hurt someone else because mm-hmm. Yeah, even when the word's said out loud, I almost, I can't respect you yeah. for it mm-hmm. because it's like, what person wants to use that word to sound intelligent? It doesn't make you sound intelligent. So that's why I'm like, okay, I need them to respect me on what I'm saying and really give them evidence and something to like forewarn them. You have to be careful what you say. And that's what I really like about this book because kids are not using that word there's these light bulbs going off, like, you know, the word in the book, autism, over and over on each page. So the kid understands by the end of the book, the word autism, mm-hmm. we are different, just like everyone else. And they almost click, oh, that sounds like my friend or like, oh, there's someone that sits alone. I should sit with them. And it's not, you know, they're not connecting the word retarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it Just like you said in the book, it is like every page you know, he has autism, 
and he's different just like everybody else. I, I love that phrase because it just encompasses so much and it really like paints that picture of like, yeah, this person has autism and it, it makes them act different, but you act different too. You do things differently too. It, it's just, you know, we're, we're all different and just teaching kids that, that acceptance at, at a young age is just, it's, it's so important. Um, okay. Well, I feel like we got sidetracked, but in a good way, that was a good, <laughs> this is feeling very organic. We are having like coffee right now. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, but I do want to hear about, uh, your, your plans for, for the future. Um, so you're in school now and you want to be a special needs teacher, correct? Right. So right now I'm at Grand Canyon University online studying my master's for mild to moderate. And I will be soon getting my mod severe. And it's been it's been a journey. I mean, I am finishing my first year of grad school in January. And that's a huge accomplishment because I only have one more year. And I you know, it's really exciting because the more I observe classrooms and the more I even teach in my classroom, I'm realizing like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I've, I can't believe I tried avoiding this because it's the best <laughs> job. It really is the best job. Oh. I mean, you get to have these relationships with students in the classroom and get to spend time with them every day mm-hmm. and seeing all of these achievements that they make. And So I'm in the process of that right now, and it's very stressful, but it is very rewarding. And I have a friend right now, and she's also my coworker. She's incredible. And um, I gave up the book about a year ago, two years ago, and I was like, I'm tired. I can't do this. And my coworker friend, she is really good at marketing, and she you know, she had this conversation with me and said, why aren't you taking care of your book? Why aren't you putting it out there? And I was like, I don't know how, I don't know what to do. (laughs) You know, I feel like, I don't know if people really want my book. I feel like these, you know, hundreds of books are going to sit in my dad's garage and he's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do. And she's like, we're, we're doing this. Like, we're just going to sit down. You're going to start marketing it. We're, we're just going to, push it Mm -hmm. and that started January and here we are now and there's you know constant book orders coming through and people asking for bulk and making a connection with you and having this conversation just reflecting the goodness that this book is doing in classrooms that people so now my friend's like, when are you going to write your next book? And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Because this book was on accident. Yeah. Now I'm making my second book. And I'm like, what am I? What is something that's outside the classroom now? What is going to be something that's going to be helpful for people when they go to a baseball game? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think those situations where I'm sitting and I hear – you know, someone behind me making, you know, the funny sounds or making funny faces. And I'm like, okay, don't bring attention. I definitely know, you know, this person's different. Uh And I think, oh my gosh, I know this, but what if someone that has no familiar, you know, awareness, Uh what is it like for them? You know? Yeah. And my boyfriend, his name's Ryan. He, you know, he suggested he's, he loves sports. He's like, why don't you write a book on sports? So I am now brainstorming and writing my second book on, you know, Gerald goes to a baseball game. Yay. Oh, I, love I know it. that sounds, I don't know. What Continue do you think? Gerald's journey. I think that's amazing. I think that, um, again, because I mean, autism does look so different on every person. I think that though, like the different activities and outings and, I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there should be a book about all those different things. Um, but I love that it's, I was going to ask that if it was going to be Gerald again. <laughs> it is going to be, I feel like I just know Gerald and we're so close and yeah. there's so, so many things that we still haven't unfolded. I that Gerald, I have to tell you, so the book came, um, it was on a Thursday and I, I work like on Thursday, my mom comes to babysit and I work and the book came like five minutes before I was about to go to work 
and I couldn't wait to read it. But I opened like the first page and I just immediately started crying. And I'm like, okay, I can't read this now. Uh... <laughs> Go to work. But it was like, I honestly just, just that first, the first page, like, and it, they weren't sad tears. They were, they were just like happy tears of just, just happiness of knowing that this book existed and that it was out there. And so, yeah, Gerald going to the baseball game that that's, I'm sure will bring on those same, those same happy tears because it's just like, it's, it's just, it's, it's raising that awareness and it's, it's making, you know, the conversation of autism, just it's, it's opening that conversation and it's, it's letting it just be natural and, and just put it out there. And I just, I love that so much. I really do, Rachel. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's hard to start a project that everyone's been pushing you to do. And I'm like, Oh, I got homework and I'm working (laughs) full time as a teacher. And Oh my gosh. You know, I want to do all the things I'm like you where it's like, I, if, if I can't find it, I'm going to do it. And (laughs) I, for sure. (laughs) You know, there's so many things where I'm like, I just wish people understood what it's like for someone to go to a baseball game because they're loud. They're crowded. Mm -hmm. Um, Things can go unplanned. That's Mm -hmm. a huge one. And I don't know. I'm also, you know, adding more personality and um, signs of autism to Gerald that aren't just like my brother, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really good and dig deeper into like different things that I haven't even experienced yet. And that's, what's really cool. So I've been interviewing a few parents and, you know, we've doing permissions and, I'm just really excited. I just got to, you know, make this happen because illustrations take a long time and perfectionism <laughs> will get to me. Oh, okay. Well, you, you told me that you were type A, so I can definitely, yes. I could see that, that would be a problem. Um, well, I think that you've done an, a phenomenal job so far. So I have no doubt that your future works will be phenomenal as well. And I'm so excited <laughs> that you are going to be a teacher in the classrooms because I mean, again, as a mom, there is just good teachers are priceless and having teachers that really care and are invested, which it sounds like you already are, um, is just, it's, 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 you, you pray for that as a mom. Um, I'm, you're definitely, you're, you're on the right path. So just keep up trucking, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Thank oh. you. This was so fun. I had so much fun talking to you. And I, I mean, again, I, I don't even have the right words to, to say it, but it's thank you so much for writing this book and for, for sticking with it, even though it's been hard. Um, you are, you're just, you, you've done an amazing thing. And um, like I said, I, I, I can't even like, find the words for it because this this book is going to help so many people in so many different ways oh thank you so much for just letting me share my heart and be really vulnerable yeah. I mean, this was this was cool I really hope that <laughs> people can connect through your podcast yes I think that yeah everybody I hope everybody listening goes to buy a book because they all need it um yeah everyone I think everyone in the whole world just needs a copy of the book. <laughs> so I tell everyone so. where they can find the book and where they can find you. Um, great. So I am currently selling the book on Amazon. That is an easy way to get the book. That's where I got it. <laughs> and I have a website. Um, why is he doing that.com? Um, I'm currently starting book order on Friday. So that'll be really cool. There'll be a 20% discount that you can buy for your schools or teachers, families, family members. Um, and that's basically it's just the website and Amazon. So if you're interested, um, take a look, send me a message um, through my email. Why is he doing that at yahoo.com and share reviews or any questions. And you're on Instagram too. Just why yeah. is he- yes <laughs> and that is where I am the most active is Instagrams um at why is he doing that yes that's that is where we connected yeah I feel like most people that I connect with has has been through Instagram which I love Instagram so I'm I'm happy about that but it's interesting how it's like that community is it's so active on Instagram it really is it's really I mean I'm so thankful for the how Instagram has changed and been supportive and how you can connect it's 
it's so awesome. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am right now without Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun chatting with you. And again, thank you so much for, for just writing the book and putting it out there. Cause it's amazing. Megan, thank you. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for having me join your podcast. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. You too. Bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Rachel. I really enjoy talking with her. She is just a, a sweetheart. And I, I so appreciate hearing her perspective as the autism sibling and just talking about the book. I, I just think she's so great. So again, everybody, you should go out and buy her book because it is great. It really is. It's such a fantastic book, a, a children's book about autism. So I think sometimes that can be a little bit of a tricky subject with kids. And this book just does it all for you. Um, and it's on Amazon. So I mean, it couldn't be easier. Um, and then if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast. If you just search that, it'll come right up. On Instagram, it's Adventures in Autism Pod. And then uh, if you wanted to email me, the email is Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Uh, and again, thank you so much for everyone who has reached out and for all the great feedback. I love hearing from people who are listening to the show. It just makes my whole day. Um, and if you're liking the show, if you would leave a review, if you would rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, it does really help the show kind of get out there. And if you just want to tell a friend, just let, let everyone know how much you enjoy the podcast. I would be so appreciative. So that's all for now. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.